1: If you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything.
0: Enjoy the show. Hello. Welcome back to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa. I'm Ambrosia. Hi, everybody. Hi. How are you? I'm doing great today. How are you? Oh, good. I'm so happy to hear that. I'm doing fine. I'm a little tired because I was at a festival, uh, one day of a music festival yesterday. Please tell us about your festival. (laughs) It was fun. I got to, um, well, I got to see one of my favorite artists, Big Wild, which is just like I've seen him before, and it's just, I can't even. It's so fun when you have a music artist that you know every single one of their songs, like in and out. You've listened to them a million times, and like, it's so fun to see an artist like that because you just turn into a crazy person. Um, but also saw like Lizzo, who was incredible and was God. Doing, I want to see her, and she, she was really. so inspiring. Like her, just like her, you know, the way she just like flaunts herself, her plus sized like dancers on stage. She, it was just fabulous. Like she's fabulous, so powerful and um. Yeah, so saw like a bunch. Of, you know, what was funny seeing mm-hmm. Meg the Stallion, who I really wanted to see too, you know, like she got so popular over quarantine, Meg the Stallion, like she she's like the most oh, probably. Yes, you do. She she has the most popular songs on TikTok ever, like Savage, WAP. Um, you know WAP. I know you know Wop because your car's name is WAP and you <laughs> why did you call me out like that you didn't name it I know I didn't I feel like you shared it on this podcast funny story okay
1: so I had I went to my mom's house this weekend and it's an eight-hour drive and so I had to charge the car a bunch of times and when the car is charged it says your WAP is
0: fully charged I'm like yeah it is WAP is fully charged
1: and then like I had to call in Tesla, and they were like, what's the nickname on the car? And I said, WAP. And she started laughing, and I started laughing. Good times. Anyway, okay, moving on.
0: No, yeah. So you you know that I okay, fucking love my WAP. Go ahead. You should have seen every – when she played that, every woman at the festival was just going nuts. Um but it was just funny because like Meg The Stallion has like the most popular songs on TikTok ever. Savage, WAP, um, body yadi 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 Yaddy, yadi yadi, yaddy, 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 yaddy. body crazy curvy big titties, little waist, Buddy.
1: Yeah, I know that song. She does the. Hold on, time out. She's off. Like, the- cause This is new information to me. She's not doing like cover songs. Just, like those are the songs that she does. Yeah, why would she do cover songs? I don't know. You, I thought Cardi B did
0: womp. Cardi B and she Meg Thee Stallion both do. Oh, they both do womp. You know when okay, she goes, follow me, follow me, follow that- me, drip down the side yeah, of me. yeah, yeah. That's Meg Thee Stallion. That's my favorite part. That's Meg Thee Stallion. You know, I'm a savage. Uh, Classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah. Meg Thee Stallion. Oh, I love her. Yeah, oh, yeah. no, I I wish she's amazing. Been there. And oh my God, when she. T- I don't, like, twerking another level. She can just stand straight and just her butt is doing things that you're just like, what the That's hell? a lot of,
1: that's a lot of, like,
0: isolated muscle contractions yes, exactly. that I don't have. She is gifted, let me tell you. But, um, yeah, so it was funny, though, because, like, she's probably the most popular artist at the festival besides Lizzo, you know? Yeah. And everybody there though, no one, like hardly anyone except her hardcore fans like knows her songs because like you. What? Can...
1: No, I'm just saying like. I, I know all of her songs.
0: You know a know who snippet of it from TikTok. You know. No, it's... I listen to it on YouTube. I, on listen, my, to, like, I listen to WAP and Savage. Okay. I listen to Savage. Okay.
1: But I like listen- when you
0: go there, the song, the other songs that you know from TikTok that you don't have on Spotify, but you know just the part from TikTok, it's yeah. like you realize you only know the small part of a big song, and only in that part everybody starts going crazy and then it's just silent. It's just really funny. <laughs> yeah. But she's amazing. Everyone there was amazing, and it was just really nice to be back at a festival for one day, you know, because um, I used to go all the time. So
1: that's my weekend story. Are um, you going to another festival anytime soon?
0: Do you have any no, plans? No, no, I don't. I don't. I'm very sad because uh, I don't even want to get into the whole grave situation, but I had to cancel on seeing one of my favorite artists this week. I'm very devastated about it, and I don't even want to talk about it. Um, okay. But it was great. Yeah, it was really nice. It was nice just to have some sense of normalcy, and I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe like I'm back here. Like I remember last year when we went – when are we going to be back there? When is that going to yeah. happen? And everyone's like, not for two or three years. And there we were back there. But, you know, it's we can segue actually into our topic today because as I was there yesterday at this festival, I was really realizing how like I'm a really different person than the last time I've been to a festival. You know, like I have done a lot of of work on myself. A lot has changed in my life. And um, I mean, some stuff is still the same, but it was almost like rediscovering who I am at a festival because I used to kind of have this way that I would operate when I go into one of those places. And to be quite honest with you, one of the components of it is kind of like losing myself a little bit, like just getting just Letting go, letting go of inhibition. So, taking some sort of like psychedelic or something like that so that I can just like let go. Mm-hmm. And this time I really was not like doing any of that and wasn't really wanting to do any of that. And um, so I just found myself at this festival really enjoying it, but also kind of constantly asking myself, like, what is happiness here? Like, what is happiness? here at the festival for me what does that look like what am I going for here um and then like made me think on a larger scale like what is happiness in general like what what is happiness for me and Mm -hmm. I just found myself in this kind of like perplexed state a little bit which I don't think you should really be at a festival but I was thinking about it you know I was really trying to like kind of gain my new balance here and um and I thought it was a good topic to talk about because you know I feel like with this this uh, in this world we're always talking about like being happy and living your best life and you know growth and all that. But it's like, what even is that? What even yeah. is happiness? So
1: well, I like this subject because uh, a couple of reasons. One, I feel like it's really important to talk about happiness and being sad and. I also feel like it's important to understand that it's a normal emotion to not be happy all the time. Like that's very normal. And there's a difference between happiness and spots of happy. Yes. Like you can be in a happy, you can be in a miserable relationship but have moments of happiness. Mm. That doesn't mean the relationship is happy Or that your job is happy, it just makes you happy. It just means that you have moments of happiness. And I think people get confused about those two things a lot is, I think people confuse complacency for happiness, Hmm. you know? And like, life is too short to not feel excited about what you do for a living or who you spend most of your time with hmm It's just my opinion.
0: Yeah. I think that's really true. And I think it all comes back down to you, right? Because mm-hmm. meaning it, it's – because at the end of the day, happiness, I feel like as you were sharing that, I was thinking – Right. Happy is when you feel like your most expressed version of you. Like you get to be you as much as you can, right? So that mm-hmm. means in your job, in your relationships, in your family life, and in your, in, when you're spending most of your time, you get to feel like that, that fully expressed version of yourself. And so that's why, you know, happiness, it's not like a one-time thing. It's not like, oh, I figured out the equation and now I'm good forevermore. It's like I was reading about this earlier how someone described it. It's a little depressing to say it this way, but like it's like a tire that you constantly need to inflate. It's like it just every single day is going to not be inflated. You need to inflate it. Every single day you need to inflate it because happiness isn't just something that is uh, automatically there. It's something that you need to know about yourself and rediscover for yourself all the time because you're a changing being. You know what I mean? You're not the same person every day. I
1: would take that. Okay. So a couple of things. I would take that a step further and even say that if you don't feel safe enough to figure out what makes you happy or ask that question, then I would say safety would be the most important thing. To feel truly safe is to be able to feel happy. Because if you don't feel truly safe within yourself, within your, your home life, within your job, et cetera, then how can you move up that emotional scale to happy? Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah. so with your analogy of that flat tire, I don't know about other people listening, but I have been there when you're like too poor to buy a tire. And so you just keep inflating this flat ass tire because you don't have the money for a new tire. Yeah. But what will fix the situation? Getting a new tire.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. It's not you're just patching it. And maybe that's all you can do. Maybe you can't afford a new tire right now. But you know what needs to happen to change the pattern. You need to get a new tire.
0: Yes, indeed. By the way, Faith – where did that go? Faith on Facebook says, So true, Ambie. I didn't feel that for far too long. Speaking about the safety. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. Like you need to feel safe in your environment, safe in yourself safe that's like the base level of happiness right if you don't have that how can you move up the scale um and that's it's interesting thinking about my like festival analogy yesterday because it's like I felt safe but I also felt like this kind of tender like new being you know so in a way I think emotionally or within myself I was kind of like you know do i feel fully safe? Do i feel fully like and you I know we're talking about all different kinds of safety here. Like mm-hmm. physical safety and emotional safety, but um but yeah, I I think the point is that it's something that constantly needs to be uh tended to. And right. go ahead. Sorry. No,
1: no, I was just agreeing with you. I'm saying yes.
0: Yeah, and I was reading actually a um, – I think I'm going to – have you heard of the Yale – The Yale. it's a free Yale University class you can take online and it's their happiness course. It's how to be happy. It's I
1: have like, heard of that actually. I don't yeah. know if I heard about it from you but like I've actually looked up their website and looked into it, Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's totally free. You could like start it today and it's on your own. You know, you take it on your own time. Um,
1: this is sponsored by Yale. No, <laughs> yeah, Because
0: they need a sponsor. <laughs> um, they need to sponsor someone. <laughs> <laughs> <It> just <laughs> sounds like an Yale.
1: Dad, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah totally. Okay, go ahead.
0: No. And, you know, something that they were talking about, well, I was actually reading an article from someone who took their course um, and some, like, takeaways. And, you know, some of this stuff is obviously, like, basic stuff that we talk on about here all the time. But some of the stuff that I thought was interesting was, like, um, you know, studies that if you actually have a conversation with a stranger – like, you will actually boost your happy – you will. You think to yourself, I want to take this ride to work in silence. That would be better for me. I would just like to – I'm not in the mood to talk to anyone. I would just rather just mm-hmm. ride the bus, whatever. It's like the the study was that humans are extremely bad at predicting how happy social interactions will make them and how uncomfortable – how, like, unexpected social interactions will make them, like something that they're not necessarily prepared for. Um, And so it was kind of kind of in the same vein as my mom's whole thing of like uh, doing something new and pushing yourself outside your comfort zone or us like doing our year of overcoming fear. It's like pushing yourself outside of the norm and actually pushing yourself to have unexpected interactions truly boost your happiness so much. and humans, humans are so good at convincing themselves that they would like to stay isolated or they wouldn't like to have uncomfortable situations and that that would make them happier. And they're so bad at under we're so bad at understanding that about themselves. And I was thinking back to the festival yesterday. And normally when I'm in a festival, I'm very, I like to talk to a lot of people. I like to meet a lot of people. I was like very uninterested in talking to anyone yesterday. So mm. that's another thing I was thinking about. I don't like other people. <laughs> I know Wait, really? I-, I thought you were gonna say, you always say that you love social, you love being social and you're Oh, no, actually-
1: here's I love being social on my terms. Like okay. on my time. <laughs> if I'm the center of attention, yes, I love that. When it's a stranger and like I don't know you, and now there's an uncomfortable. I am the person that over analyzes the uncomfortable situation. The last time that I talked to a stranger was at the gym and it was like he was a pervy old man. And I was just like, okay. "Why? Wow. why is this happening? The time before that, this guy told me about how he used to rip chickens heads off and like eat them. <laughs> oh, and I was like, bro, this is too much right now. I yeah. can't. So, I don't really love inter. now. I've had great interactions with strangers, I have, I can't recall any off the top of my head, but like <laughs> I'm sure I have.
0: I feel well, first of all, I feel like your interactions go back to that safety thing because, yeah, if I have like year old men or like animal killers talking to me, I wouldn't. I mean, really in all it. fairness,
1: he lived on a farm, that's what he was, okay, he was okay, telling me about a time he lived on a farm. And he had to cut the chicken's heads off, and I okay. was like,
0: "This escalated really fast." <laughs> sir. Well, I, I was thinking about the the best random interactions I usually have with strangers is, uh, and I feel like I hear people say this a lot, is like taking a lift or taking an Uber. When you take a lift yeah. or an Uber, and you just end up ha- talking to the guy. Oh my god! I get out of sometimes I'll get out of my lifts or Ubers, and I'll feel like I I am in heaven. I'm like life is amazing. Wow. And it's, it's crazy because all I did was just let myself be in the moment for 15 minutes with this person and ask about their life and really let myself like talk to them and hear them and understand them. But again, I really think it goes back to that thing of like, that we just don't underestimate, we don't estimate correctly how amazing it is to connect with other humans, like how amazing it is to like get feedback, how amazing it is to do something that, you know, uh, we don't have, like, a blueprint for. So it's kind of, like, mm-hmm. spontaneous, right? And I think that that is, that is part of happiness, if I think about it for myself. That really is. Um, so so it's, like, so far what I'm hearing is it's, like, that safety, the safety yeah. to be yourself. Mm-hmm. the And that leads into – taking action to interact with others and have spontaneous experiences.
1: I mean, I agree with that because I feel like when I go to restaurants, when I go take a lift or an Uber, when I um, go to like shops, like little mom and pop shops, things like that, I do engage with strangers and I talk to them and we have a good time. I am the weirdo that likes talks to people like that. If I am at somewhere with a purpose, right? Like I'm at the gym, I don't know where else there's like, I don't know, different situations that I have like a purpose. I do not want engagement. And I feel like that's why I say like, I like social interactions, but on my, like, I have to mentally prepare for the social interaction.
0: Yeah. No, that makes sense because part of your happiness is doing what you want to do. Like, yeah going to the gym and working out and, like, getting that done and knowing you can get that done without interruption because you have stuff to do. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's why I say, like, I think there are elements of happiness that are probably, like, foundational for humans, you know? But I also think that you're a unique human. Each person is a unique human. And so life is really about, like, figuring out what is it that makes me happy? What are the things that I need to be happy and not just knowing it, like in this article I was reading, they were saying, you know, that, that quote, like, knowledge is half the battle. And they were like, no, when it comes to happiness, knowledge is not even halfway the battle because it's, you know it, but you don't do it, right? You know going to yeah. the gym makes you happy, but how many people don't do it? You know, like okay. it makes you feel good, but you don't do or it. Or I talk
1: to Alexa why I'm at the gym. Keep going.
0: <laughs> or Not you- fully committed to the gym yet. Well, wait. What? Why? Why does that mean you're not fully committed? Well, because like
1: I'm not like a hundred percent engaged gotcha. in what I'm doing. I'm like kind of moseying in and out, around. moseying around. We'll do a lap around the gym. <laughs> go look in the mirror for a little bit.
0: Yeah, um, or, or like you know that like getting outside, yeah. like. For 15 minutes during the day, at least makes you happy, but you don't do it because you prioritize like TikTok or like you, whatever, you know, you know it, but you have to actually like set yourself up to take the action to do it. And I think that is a big pitfall that humans fall into.
1: Well, what if humans, this is just a crazy idea. What if we like to feel sad? What if we like the drama?
0: Am I the drama? I don't but think so. I'm the drama. Am I the villain? What if I, I don't
1: know? think I'm the villain. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. But what if what if we enjoy the the contrast, the drama behind it? What if we enjoy the the oh what am I gonna do? I'm so sad. That you know what I mean? Like you know what to do. We're plants. But like like you said, eating, going outside, being social, like we're we're slightly more evolved plants. Not that much (laughs) more I digress. But yeah, it's interesting because I also feel like we can get trapped in the I don't know. Mm. And that also creates a nice um, trial and error, right? For me, it's like, well, maybe buying this tonal will make me feel better. Nope. Turns out (laughs) it won't. Well, maybe... (laughs)
0: Oh, maybe. Total's a workout mirror, guys, that Ambie said she had to have. She had to have it. She used it once. i used it twice. Oh, okay. twice? I'll have you know.
1: <laughs> um, no, but, like, maybe – Um, and, and it's all these, like, little moments of happiness, mm-hmm. right? But it's not, like, true happiness. It's, like – so
0: the I dopamine was happy. happy it's a dopamine, dopamine
1: hit. Yeah. It's like, I was happy when I bought it. I was happy when I used it the one time i I have used it again, but like it's not the same happiness and it's cumbersome and I hate it. Yeah. Um, or like, I'm happy when I travel, Yeah. but I'm, I'm happy when I go outside, but it, it's, and I don't think we're supposed to be constantly happy. I think that's the misconception that people don't understand is that, I'm not supposed to feel elated and over the moon all of the time. Like it's v- especially given the circumstance of different situations that we can get ourselves into. Yeah. Like for example, if you're going through a death or a divorce, you're not going to be happy all the time. And that's okay. That would be actually really um, avoidant behavior if you were happy all the time, because that means you're not dealing with your shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like what you just said there because it made me think about me at the festival again. And I think I'm so used to being at festivals. I'm so used to going so high. And then, like, eventually I come down low. But I'm like, well, the high was worth it, you know? I got the high, right? It's like you bought right. something. I got that. Um, but in actuality, yesterday it was like, that's what I kept hearing in my head. Isn't this enough? Like, isn't this enough for you? You're here with your friends. You're wearing this awesome outfit. You feel your outfit was pretty. pretty. Awesome. Thank you. You feel pretty. You feel free. You feel happy. You love music. The weather's perfect. Like you're in a good mood. You're in a good mood. It's not like you're in a bad. You're in a good mood. Um, mm-hmm. You're with it. Everything's good. Is that not enough? And that's kind of the the uh, conversation I was having. It's like, why isn't that enough? What what mm-hmm. what what more do you think there is? Is there something more? Technically, yes, but, and this goes into a study that I heard about, my dad actually sent me this study a while ago, this was a couple months ago, which I, I've never really talked about with you, but it's the ple- there's somebody who studies pleasure, they, re- they re- released a book um, recently, and they were doing like an NPR interview about it, and they were talking about how a lot of people don't realize that pleasure and pain are actually on, it's like imagine a seesaw. Pleasures over here, pains over here. If pleasure goes up, that's fine, but eventually it will have to balance out, and the you will have to. This sounds weird, but like you will experience some sort of inverse pain a little bit mm-hmm. later on because it's balancing. It's it's not like it, it it has to compensate constantly. Yeah. Um, and that's specific to pleasure, not happiness. Pleasure. Therefore so it's like that's why for example if you do a drug that gives you a lot of pleasure right away mm-hmm. you will kind of be in pain or be in some sort of sadness later on because you're gonna come down from that drug right and right. so it's like it's and not to say you know then you talk about like sexual pleasure like I I think I don't think pleasure is wrong I think it's great when you want to have a piece of chocolate or you you know you want to have sexual pleasure you want to have whatever. It's just that the way that those chemicals work in our brain is like that. And so it takes me back to, you know, what's wrong with being not necessarily in this, like, pleasure dopamine hit state, but in this state of, like, yeah, shit's good. Gratitude. It's like gratitude. This moment right here is good. It's good. Mm -hmm. Why do I have to feel, like you said, elated all the time? Like, And isn't it a more, um, you know, isn't it a more kind of, actually what I was just thinking was, and isn't that maybe part of like the trauma like pattern and response of like so high up and so high, so low down, you know, to, to what your point about not being happy all the time, I absolutely agree. And I think that's normal to, you know be happy one day and then another day you're just really sad and you know you're going through things because you're processing things but when you offset this pleasure balance you know you have these way high spikes up down up down and I think it's it's very much connected at least for me to that old kind of trauma patterning response
1: I mean I would agree with that for sure I would agree with that but i also think that there's a couple of things that come to my mind when we talk about this so i do think that people that grow up in really chaotic environments and really unsafe emotionally or unsafe physically environments do become addicted this is my opinion Mm -hmm. do become addicted to the idea of constantly being in fight or flight or the idea of constantly having something wrong. I know that I am one of those people. I am one of those people that I am always looking for something to be wrong. That being said, I also feel like if you look at Hollywood, you look at the movies and TV shows and things like that, there's always a conflict, right? There's always like an extreme high or an extreme low. And it's not necessarily that it's like, I mean, it's not bad, I get it, But in the same aspect, if there wasn't that conflict, that peak of um, elation or the super depressed, we wouldn't watch it. It would be boring. Right. Mm -hmm. So I understand logically why they do it. But I think we look at movies and TV and we say that's how we're supposed to feel, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: especially when we're small children and we don't understand that that's not real or that that expectation doesn't necessarily fit my life, my life can be content and that is my happiness. That is my version of happiness. But I do feel like um, those quick dopamine hits, I think they serve a purpose, but then I also think that it's unrealistic to attain that all the time. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. And I think that it's important to have these conversations too because otherwise – I know I've done this in my life. It's like you're having a very nice experience and you could be telling yourself that something's wrong and then you do something to create those dopamine or that pain, like to create those that drama basically yeah. just like you're saying and you get ba- stuck back in the cycle again. And it's like I've been having a big illumination uh, recently about – um, having to do with OCD, um, which I can, and something called relationship OCD, which I never even knew was a thing until recently, but, um, which has just really been illuminating to me, like, just everything we've just been talking about, like, isn't it okay to just be, to have a good moment? Is, is that okay to just be in this moment and not be going crazy, you know? That's not necessarily happiness. Um, I mean, it can be happy. It can be joyful. It's not that. It's just, I guess what I'm trying to say, I guess this is what I'm trying to say, is that, like, I think I'm in the process of redefining happiness for myself Mm. in certain aspects of my life. And it's weird. It's weird. That's all. Um, and, 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 and it can be weird when you start redefining parts of your life because you're becoming a new person. And so the things that worked for you before suddenly are not working anymore, you know, and that can feel really off-putting and really kind of odd. And it'll make you ask yourself questions like, what even is happiness? Just like today, what even is this, you know? Um, but I think like we said, you're constantly evolving and discovering yourself and constantly evolving and discovering the things that do make you happy because something that made me happy a year ago, there's a lot of things that don't make me happy now. you know
1: mm-hmm. You know what's interesting? I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about what you're saying. And I think like if we look at if we look at history, I really like looking at that. But if we look at like um, the 80s, The 80s were a really good time where society told us that if we buy the car, we buy the house, we buy the things that we're supposed to do, it will equal our happiness, Mm -hmm. right? If we have this type of life, whatever type of life you saw growing up, then that will equal being happy. And I think what a lot of people now are looking at, I think of like people that live in vans and people that like, do things that are still considered like abnormal, right? Or like just on the edge of what's what's considered acceptable, I guess. Not that living in a van is unacceptable. I'm very jealous actually, but either way. My point here is that there are people that do all of these things that 20, 30 years ago were not accepted. And so we're really questioning the normalcies of society. And we're also really questioning, well, the white picket fence and the perfect little family might make somebody else happy, but it doesn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. So what will make me happy? Right. And maybe it's something that no one else has done yet. And that's why I feel so uncomfortable because I haven't seen it done first.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Thought. I think that's really important right now because, and, and that really reminds me a lot of Gen Z, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, I feel like Gen Z is just like, no, Like, none of this, none of those works for me, bro, Um, which is really going to shake up a lot of stuff. And, and, and that's rippling out too. You know, I feel like Gen Z being so kind of, first of all, inclusive, second of all, so outspoken, progressive, all of that. It's really illuminating things for other people and other generations. It's really like making people be like, whoa, okay, wait a minute. Okay, it's, it's, um, (sighs) It's breaking the spell, so to speak, right? Yeah. That The spell of, um, oh, things are like this and this is how it has to be. And you go to school and then you get a job and then you have the white picket fence Get married, family.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. you do all of that shit. Yeah. And I say shit. Sorry, guys. <laughs> um, and you do all of that and it's supposed to equate to this life that is happy. But I think, like, what else is, you know – coming undone or coming unearthed what else is being shown by the light is that even back in the 80s back in the 90s people that did that weren't happy yeah. right like that life that they had to have that life that was like so perfect on the outside on the inside they had drug addiction they had drinking problems they were I don't know they like murdered people like legitimately lifetime stories that I've seen so mm-hmm. it's not common, but how many people's parents sleep in separate rooms in the house? Yeah, and this is just normal, yeah. you know. And like, why stay together? It doesn't make any sense, you know.
0: It's, it's kind of like I keep getting this image in my head, just like you said, of in the eighties when we were all programmed with a "Hey, if you buy, if you get all these extra things, you buy the things, you get the things, you do the things that we say, you'll be happy." So. You accumulate all this stuff, like a house and a marriage and kids and all the things. Mm -hmm. And things, things you have to pay for, cars and stuff like that, that you, you know, tie yourself to. And then suddenly you wake up one day and you go, I'm not happy. And now I have all this stuff that I don't know what to do with. And I feel like, again, that's why... Gen Z feels like the generation that's, that's like, they're minimalist. They're willing to, like, live out of their cars, basically, and travel because they are more so focused on... They understand that that is, like, uh, co- what do you call it? Um, uh, Commercialism. Um, uh, Commerce? Uh, no. I can't think of it. Capitalism. 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 I couldn't think of it either. I was like, I know
1: where you're going with it, but... They understand. I've been trying that, to think about it for five minutes. Go ahead.
0: No, they understand that that's capitalism and that they don't have to participate and that also it's like hoarding. Like it's yeah. we accumulate all this stuff and we all just don't, we just have these, we have these properties with just shit, shit everywhere that it doesn't make us happy. It actually makes us, you know, if you have a lot of stuff and old energy hanging around, like I do in my apartment right now because I need to clean it, um, it makes you unhappy. You know, it's it's yeah. great. To, minimalism can be really nice. And I think um, – so I I guess this has all come – uh, that being said, Gen Z doesn't necessarily have it all figured out either within terms of happiness because they're very unhappy about other things. They're very unhappy about the environment. They're very unhappy. <laughs> they're very sensitive. They're very sensitive. And so, you know, it's not that any one being has this figured out. It's just I think um, – Again I, I think it's some it's a question that we should ask ourselves and it's something that we should educate us ourselves about um, about what makes us happy or um, how to set ourselves up for happiness and also to your point Amby um, maybe something that when you ask yourself that question maybe something that comes up for you scares you like. Maybe your answer to how could I be happier or what what does make me feel happy is something that really scares you because it's outside of the norm. It's outside of the box.
1: Or it's not – it doesn't feel safe, right? Mm -hmm. Like, goes back to that safety feeling. But I – maybe someday I'll share what's going on. Today's not that day, everybody. But I do feel like asking those questions of does this make me happy and – Why have I been playing, pretending that this makes me happy for so long and then figuring out what it is that makes you happy, I think is a really fucking brave thing to do. It's a really scary thing to do. And it's interesting because I was having a conversation with someone and they said, I thought you were fearless And I said, no, I am fearful of everything, but I do it anyway. And I think that that is the brave component. Bravery is being afraid of doing something, but you do it anyway because you know that it's going to benefit you in some way.
0: Amen. Amen to that. Uh, And speak – my ear is very itchy, sorry. (laughs) Speaking of that, um, yeah, we are – well, I guess we'll talk about this on another podcast episode when we have more information. But as you guys know, we are doing our year of overcoming fear. We decided to rename it because Yeah, because didn- the
1: names are super important. Yeah, guys,
0: we've learned this over Too our much time and shit business.
1: has happened for us to not to for us yeah. to fuck up on a name.
0: Yeah. No. You gotta be careful when you name shit. You really gotta be intentional. So You
1: are speaking spells as you speak. Though. Yes.
0: Because so this is going to be our, our year of overcoming fear where we do something that scares us every week. So stay tuned. So
1: what have we done? Wait, let's talk about it real quick. What have we done so far? Because we've kind of banked a few fears, um, which makes me feel
0: good. Well, I've water skied. It's I've good. gotten a Brazilian involuntarily.
1: <laughs> Still my favorite one. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I have been
1: parasailing. I, what else did I do? I rode a horse. Oh yeah. Um, I also got a Brazilian wax. That was voluntarily.
0: (laughs) Um, what else? I think that was it so far. Oh, how about the the one where we tried, you said you were, you tried to drive me on the moped.
1: (laughs) We got to redo that one. So, okay. Couple of things that everybody should know. I underestimate my size and weight a lot, like a a ton, a shit ton, like all, all things involved fights, like mopeds, all things it's involved. Funny. I Just think wait that I'm like TikTok six feet. Out. I feel like I'm six feet tall yeah. anyway. So I see this moped and I'm like, Shh, I got this. I could totally drive this this like moped. a motorcycle
0: moped, not like a little scooter. It's like a motorcycle moped. And I'm
1: like, I've got it. And so I start to download and I'm taking a 20-minute tutorial on this whole you thing.
0: You can rent these like on the streets of DC. It's like a scooter That should not be rent. allowed, by the way. Really yeah, shouldn't it be allowed. Be.
1: Anywho, so we start to do the tutorial and Alexa's like, we're gonna die. We're gonna fucking die. And I'm like, no, we're not. We've got this. <laughs> the helmets aren't in there. <laughs> and I'm like, it's fine. <laughs> And the thing like fell over on me, and it's heavy, and I'm like 110 pounds, and I'm like trying to hold this thing up. Yeah, we didn't end up yeah. doing it. We ended up getting a lift. It
0: but. took it took like 10 minutes just for her to like start to take the tutorials, and I'm just sitting there going, I can't. This is not going to end well. This we're we're going to end up taking a lift. I know it. Yeah, and we yeah. Did. Well, you'll have no, to see the TikTok. It's funny. It's um, a good
1: time. What else? Um, let's talk about, talk our about the impact. Webinar. Yeah, jinx. There you go, jinx.
0: We are co-hosting a um, this week. This week, if you are hearing this on the release date, this week, this Thursday at five PM Eastern Standard Time, Ambrosia and I are co-hosting an Empath One Hundred and One webinar for Empaths. And what are we going to talk about, Emb?
1: We are going to talk about how to like what an empath is, how to protect your energy, how to differentiate your energy from other people's energies. Um, and really, how to navigate your world as an empath, um, so that you can have a easier time of it, because it can be really, really tough for empaths, especially if they don't know what is going on. I was talking to—I get you and Catherine mixed up sometimes. Catherine, I was talking to Catherine, and we were talking today about how tricky it is when you're intuitive, when you're empathic, and. You know someone is lying to you, but you don't logically know it. So, for example, this happens to me a lot, not currently, but it used to in school. People would be like, oh, my God, I love you. I think you're great, but I know they don't like me. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't figure out why they didn't like me or why they would say they like me. But then, like, I felt like they didn't like me. So I thought I was crazy. Because, or I'm sensitive or I'm dramatic, too much, whatever, right? You get all of these internal struggles going on. You like gaslight
0: yourself over it. You
1: gaslight yourself because you think like, I'm just making this up. But what is actually happening is people lie and you're picking up on that. So you're having two different conversations with people. So that's just one of the things that we really want to go over because it just makes your life easier to understand like that's their shit, not my shit. And I just need to move on. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. I feel like understanding what's going on with you for for empaths is just it's so helpful. And, you know, I didn't know until recently how many people are empathic. I mean, I've no, I have know there's, like, a lot of sensitive people out there, but, like, damn, it's just, like, it seems like this is a really big issue that needs to be addressed. And so we're mm-hmm. really excited. We almost have sold 100 tickets to our webinar. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you want to get a ticket, you can. It's $44 to attend. Replay will be available, meaning we'll send you a link to the video after it is over, and you'll have that forever, so you can watch a video forever, um, and we are giving away one free private coaching session to somebody who comes to the webinar, and we're going to raffle that live on the, the webinar, so um, if you get a ticket, I mean, somebody who buys a ticket, um, yeah, so if you want to join us for that, you can click the link in this sh- these show notes, and you can get a ticket there. Uh, and hope to see you there. I think it's going to be a really good time. And anything else, Samby? I think that's it. Ashley Yukich says, see you there. See you there. Yay, Ashley. Ashley. Awesome. Really excited. Well, thank you all for being here. Thank you for watching on Facebook. Thank you for uh, supporting us in all the ways that you do. We love you. And until next time, keep on blooming. Bye, everybody.